0: time you come on over, I just want to listen. I know you got some issues and I know that you just miss him. I got a fever just to see you feeling like a stalker and didn't know I'm really good at making you feel awkward. I'm make-
1: that in this episode 13 of 14, don't know yet, we'll know when I post this, and you're tuned in. And this week, I'm here with my friend Paige, she's my brother's co-host on this podcast, Mutually Awkward, and we talk all about the office drama. And if I've learned anything from my years as an office worker, it's that it doesn't take much for that serene and friendly environment. To turn into a place of chaos and anxiety and early morning dread and you're drinking your little cup of coffee and your hands are shaking you can't even take a drink because you're hearing this gossip and you just want to hit on the head with your coffee but you can't do it yeah you can't do that shit you get arrested anyway if you want to know what to do in this situation when you're boiling with your fucking hatred in your heart listen to this episode of them that in this get your little earbuds ready here we go Paige, welcome to them that and this. Um, Hi. How, how does it feel to be on this podcast, on a different podcast?
0: It feels strange because I was about to be like, welcome to Mutual Awkward, and I, I'm like, oh, this is not mutually awkward. Because you, you kind of sound like Vince.
1: <laughs> do you want to have like a do you want it to do you want it to be like a cross-podcast? Like we could just go like start again, like right now, and just be like <laughs> a, a podcast combination if you want.
0: Um we could i haven't talked i was about to i was going to message vince today about it but i totally forgot but i think it's okay i don't think we need to start over
1: yeah, yeah. it is <laughs> it is what it is yeah it is yeah what it is so anyway you're in switzerland currently right yes and you're like in like before that you were living in hong kong you kind of like lived like you know you're like a, a a girl of the world you know
0: yeah, I mean, I feel like I've been to, yeah, I lived in Asia, and I lived here now, and I mean, I'm from California before, but I don't feel very worldly, because each place I've lived in, I actually have not, I don't do a lot of traveling, a lot of it's fi- because of finances, mm-hmm. so I'm pretty much like, if I, like when I was living in Hong, Hong Kong in the first year, I kind of traveled a bit, and then when I ran out of money, I was just in Hong Kong, not really doing anything besides doing Hong Kong stuff. And I feel like now I'm doing the same. I'm just in Switzerland, like in Lucerne, just kind of going to work every day. And I haven't really been, I haven't seen a lot of Europe, to be honest. And I think because I'm kind of in here for the long haul, like I don't foresee myself moving anywhere else. I don't feel a rush to want to see everything. So yeah,
1: I'm going to jump to a wild conclusion. Okay. Um, I think Hong Kong is probably way more fun than Switzerland. I've been to Hong Kong, so I know it's like fun. And like Switzerland sounds like a beautiful time, but like quiet. Is that pretty much how it is?
0: Yes, that's very accurate. Hong Kong is super fun. I loved it. I love my time there. But for me, it was like, it was almost like too much fun. You know, it was like, there was, it's like, there was no, because everything about it, like that environment, it was like set up for just, like indulging, you know, like mm-hmm. you, cause where I, we lived in like really tiny apartments, so I would like be sitting in my apartment and I'd look out the window. It's two in the morning, and most of the apartment lights are on. Like everyone's up, they're watching TV, you know. So you kind of feel like, oh, everyone else is up, I'm gonna stay up too, you know. I don't know, like you, and it's like it's a it's a big city, so there's always bright. Like you can't really sleep that well, that stuff. So and our apartments are so tiny that I would never, like. Like now that we're all quarantined, I actually was thinking like, Oh my god, if I was quarantined in my Hong Kong apartment Horrible I would go crazy. Yeah. yeah. Because it's tiny, it's not even like you know, I don't even have a kitchen, you know, I could only walk up and down the hallway, like <laughs> I can't really do anything. Yeah, so I was like, Oh shit. I like I feel like everything about that, like that's why I spent so much time outside of my apartment I was always out I would come home every night it was like I would come home around 10 p.m like during the week because I always did some I did some sort of sports I did like something you know which is all good because I felt like Hong Kong I was able to discover a lot of hobbies um but I think for me it was too much like I don't I felt like mentally like being a night owl, going out all the time. And also I, started, I was like drinking a lot back then. I was like, oh, this is not good for me, you know? So I really wanted the complete opposite. And I had a uh, a work trip and they brought me to Lucerne. And I remember everyone telling me, you're going to hate it. It's so boring. There's nothing to do there. Yeah. And I remember just being there. And the first thing I was like, oh my God, there's so much space, you know? And I remember just like sticking my hands out like – with my you know sticking my arms out and just like walking down the street and being like wow (laughs) like I'm not touching anybody you know and and it was so quiet and it was like you smell grass you know everything I was like this is what I want like something that was just like my day-to-day life I want something like this especially because I was you know I was like in my late 20s and stuff and I was like I don't think I can sustain a good life in Hong Kong. Like, in order for me to have a nice apartment in Hong Kong, I'd be having to make a lot more money. And I don't think my career would make that money, that kind of money. So that's why I was like, eh. You could always to move go. to,
1: like, an island, though, right? Like, I remember there's, like, Lama Island or something and, like, these different kinds of, like, quiet, beautiful islands. Like, surrounding that's true, you.
0: but... <clears throat> but for me, actually, the biggest reason I wanted to leave was the weather. I couldn't stand it. Humid. I hate it. Yeah, I hate absolutely hate humidity. Yeah, it's me really too. bad for my skin. I think I'm. A, I really think I get like allergies from it. So when I moved here, all of the stuff that I had, pro- like I had a lot of skin problems in Hong Kong. When I moved here, it all went away because wow. I think just no humidity. So.
1: But it's, like, so different. Like, Hong Kong, it's, like, so much action. It's, like, a city of a million stories. Like, you have, like, people living on the top, people in the middle. You have, like, old, sad people living in, in like, these little cage homes. I saw a documentary about it. But, like, Uh there's just... And, like, you know, it's like a Wong Kar Wai movie, you know? Like, when I was there, it felt like Chunking Express. Have you seen that movie? You have.
0: I have. I have. Yeah. And um, And I totally... Yes. And that's something I do miss about Hong Kong. I feel like you just go to the Kowloon side, you see the apartment buildings and you're like, oh my God, this is just a movie in itself. I don't know if it's, it's such a weird feeling. Like you feel like you're in a movie. And I feel like I've gotten that here. Mm-hmm. But it's more like it here. It's more like you're in a Wes Anderson movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like you, um, you know the the like uh in that in chunky express there's like that cop he talks to the soap i've heard you guys talk about it it's like a memorable scene yes that
0: was my f I i cried in that scene i think i cried
1: do you remember that apartment that he had how much money would that cost to live in that kind of apartment that like that girl was sneaking into and cleaning
0: i don't i feel like shit i don't know because as little that's That was like in the 90s or something, right? So it's probably gone way up. Yeah. But I remember my friends, so I went to their place. They lived in a two-bedroom. And when I say two-bedroom, it's like it's such a – like by Swiss standards, it's – oh, my God. It's just like one – like your bedroom is basically just enough for your bed and a closet, and that's it. And then they had a little workroom, which was a tiny – it's like – It's like a walk-in closet. It's a walk-in closet sized room. And by that point you're like, oh my God, they've made it. This is like a nice space, you know? But where I live (laughs) now, where I live now, it's like so big (laughs) compared to, and it's like a one bedroom place, you know? Mm -hmm. But I would be paying, I think I pay way less than I would be paying in Hong Kong. Plus, um, rent here doesn't go up, so that's actually a huge reason why I was like, "This is awesome!" Like, rent is controlled, and the salary is. So that's the thing. Like, the salary is high, but because cost of living is high, you they basically want to make sure you can live here, you can survive. Like, actually, when I moved here, um, and I wanted to get my transfer, I first of all they had to give me a huge salary increase because the salary I was on in Hong Kong, I wouldn't be able to survive. And I remember asking for more and the manager at the time was like, oh, we can't give you that. You know, this is already a lot. And then later my visa got denied because they were like, that's not enough money you're giving her. She needs more money because otherwise she can't live comfortably. So I actually got a a salary increase because of the government.
1: Let me ask you a question.
0: I'm sorry.
1: Um, Let's say somebody makes like $3,000 a month. Would they be able to survive in Hong Kong or would they be living in like squalor?
0: So I was making a little under that, mm-hmm. and I survived, but I had no savings. Also, I ha- also keep in mind, I have student debt. I have a lot of loans. Yeah. So I had no savings um, at one point. So in the beginning, I, that's why I kind of knew my money was going to run out. So I went and I started traveling. But towards the end, like the last year I was there, I didn't travel at all. I didn't have more money. So I think 3000 is actually, it's okay.
1: But not for um, Switzerland? But
0: Oh, for Switzerland, hell no.
1: Jesus, so it's like really <laughs> expensive in Switzerland then.
0: Yeah, the hell else, no. Switzerland is like, actually a lot of Swiss people I noticed, especially if you're a student, like they have, they work like two jobs. Um, like,
1: what does a janitor yeah. do? If there's a guy who has to clean, who's cleaning a school, what does he do? Like, how does he survive? No, no
0: but the thing is, the minimum wage in Switzerland is like $22 an hour. Wow. Yeah. I so mean, yeah, if, you can, you'd be a yeah, janitor and you can be
1: fine. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I could, think 3,000, I'm sorry.
1: If you could like live in Switzerland and make that money and then just go to like a home in Italy every, every night, like take a little train over the border, you'd be set.
0: <laughs> yeah. People do that. So there's some people where they, if they live like by, right by the border, they'll live in France mm-hmm. and they'll come to work every day in Switzerland and then they're making bank. So wow. um, people do do that. Uh three thousand it's survivable. Um actually that was my entrance salary and I gotta say that was actually that was a very hard year. <laughs> that oh, was a tough shit. year because you're making just enough to like um yeah, food all that stuff. And I think 'cause I think if you didn't have loans, it would be okay, but because of my loans, so I really didn't wasn't saving anything. So mm-hmm. I can easily say three thousand is not enough. And then three thousand five hundred then you, it's way better. That's already like a lot better, but that's like, that's like very low.
1: Anyway, what I really wanted to ask you about was like your job, like this new job (laughs) that you had, not new, you've been there for like how long now?
0: A year. It's almost like a year now. Mm -hmm.
1: And you're like a graphic designer there, right?
0: Um, So the thing is, I used to be a graphic designer and I wanted to transfer to... Digital digital design, so my title is UX UI intern, and that's why I'm an intern, because um, I don't have anything in my portfolio that has to do with this, So and I didn't want to go back to school, so I thought, why not take on an internship and kind of learn my skills, and then just go on from there, so I'm at this job as an intern, however...
1: no, no, go. Keep, keep going. Oh. I'm sorry.
0: So, <laughs> it's okay. So, uh, so, I started as an intern. It was great. The first three months, I learned a lot of new, new um, skills. I learned a lot of new programs. But by three months, the thing is, I've been working in, like, the design industry for almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. So, I'm I'm maybe skill-wise in this field and, in like, new. But I think um, in terms of just working, I'm not an intern. And they knew that. So, within three months, I started getting really big jobs and in my american naivety i was like oh my god like that's so cool as an intern i'm getting these responsibilities like wow and then but then there was so i was really happy about it and then when i asked them can you hire me like i really like working here they were like ah you know we don't have the budget to do that you know but we would like you to stay on uh so let's extend your internship Uh, So you're technically a junior designer now, but we can't say that on paper. So you're still an intern. And I was like, okay, cool, you know. But then um, I realized, I think when I got more settled and I started to see like, okay, wait, but I'm getting all these responsibilities and I'm still getting paid like really low, like, you know, and I'm getting the same responsibilities as my manager almost. Yeah. So that's when things start to go sour because I also ended up becoming friends with someone who, I would say, and this is kind of like part of my learning curve, my learning experience of yeah. like becoming allies with somebody who uh, wasn't very positive about stuff and in a way it was good because she showed me like, yeah, this is not, what you're experiencing isn't great, you know, and I was able to see that. But I feel like, I think there's a line when it comes to coworkers, like not being friends too quickly.
1: But she, like, yeah, shattered so, your, uh, like, illusion of greatness then by, like, saying this. Yeah, she this. did. Yeah.
0: She did, for sure. And then, um, but I felt like we ended up developing this codependent relationship between us where everything sucked, you know? And every time we yeah. would do something, she'd be like, don't do it. Like, you don't get paid enough. Don't do it. And then you know what, what I mean? Like, you start, she started to be this, like, little anarchist in the mm-hmm. workplace, which at the time was, like, pretty cool. But I felt like day-to-day-wise, like, mentally, this wasn't really it's not really helping. Like,
1: no, no, all. not at all.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> so that was also part of my drama. Um, having a falling out with this person. And then...
1: Was she well yeah. liked in the office though by all the other people? Like how was she no, well her stance?
0: Nobody liked her, I think. Oh, um, nobody in our team liked her. And I could see why. But later on when I, I look back, I was like... First of all, she was like she was way younger than me. And... I let, I kind of like allowed her to kind of, because she was so confident in herself that I'm not a very dominant person. So when someone is super confident, I'm like, okay, cool. You seem to know what you're talking about. And I kind of let her lead. And looking back, I was like, whoa, Paige, like you are, you've been working for 10 years. You're like, seven years older than this person, like why did you not put your foot down at any point? You know, like you should have been like, Hey, like this is work. We don't have to, you know what I mean? And yeah. so looking, so looking back, I would definitely have done a lot of things differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a way that whole experience taught me to never do that again, you know? <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Like, cause I, I see like, yeah, my illusion was shattered and that sucked. And now I know my worth. But yeah, being super negative at the workplace and making enemies with my managers, all that stuff—it's not gonna help me in but the weren't long run. Were they saying some you know? like
1: homophobic things or like like uh, like transphobic things in the office or something?
0: Yes. So that was another thing. Cause I was oh god, that was <laughs> like was that this... was so that was the beginning of it. Um, yeah. My my boss—he's like the most sexist, misogynistic person I've ever met. Yeah. Like, you always think, like, your last boss was a dick, and then you're like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> like, things people can get way worse. And the thing is, this person has been reported several times, but because he performs well, the people who report him end up getting fired, and oh, he fuck. just continues to work, you know? Yeah. So pe- I had thought about reporting him, and everyone just was like, there's no point. Like, um, it's been done, and you're going to be the one who's punished, you know? So that's when you're like, oh, my God, like... Talk about, like, you know, injustice, you know? And that was a big reason why I want to leave. But again, like, I feel like financially, it was just... That's the thing. Like, sometimes I'm like, oh my God, like, I don't have the luxury to just quit. Like, I'd be really fucked if that happened. And then I got to this point where I was like, you know what? I'd rather be... I'd rather be screwed. I'd rather be, like, have nothing, you know? And, and then come into this place every day. But unless I get this crazy offer... And I even wrote it down on paper before my meeting. I was like, if they give me this, this, and this, Mm -hmm. I will consider staying. And I really thought I was shooting like, it was like a shot in the dark because of how I, because I basically, I sit next to my boss every day. I hear how he talks about his employees. I hear people getting fired. I hear people, you know, I hear all this stuff. Like, this is an open office, which I also think is super unprofessional. Like, I don't want to hear you discuss salaries right next to me. No, no way, that's like totally fucked, yeah. Yeah, so I hear all this stuff, Shit. so I was like, they're never going to give me this, so I'm better off gone, you know? And then, like, to my surprise, they actually were like, yeah, okay. So I was like, oh, okay, well, if that's the case, then we'll see. But a part of me was like, that's when I was like, well, this is the line that I've decided, like, this is work. You know, this is this is for my, you know, just for my job. They're going to pay my bills, yeah. and that's all I need right now, so I can say Yes.
1: Has he gotten better, though, in time? Like, has he, like, cleaned himself up a little and stopped being such a dick?
0: He, uh, slightly. (laughs) I think there was one time where he just went, like, he's, like, oh, he's such an awful person. Like, he's, like, the typical, like, wants to be alpha. So there was this other guy, this other manager at work who he hates. Mm -hmm. So he likes to prove his macho-ness. So he, like, yells at him and tells him to, like, come here. And then he was just, like, saying all this horrible stuff, like, about women and stuff, like, just to prove his manliness. And I remember it was just so much. I was just, like, I had my headphones on, but he was shouting so I could hear him. And remember, he looked at me, and I just kept looking at my screen. I could see him looking at me, and he just kind of, like, continued. But I was just, like, fuck, like, I can't you know and i think he assumed that i couldn't hear him because i had my headphones on but i could uh but it's not as much as before and i think to my face he would never say that stuff to me again but yeah
1: it's like incredibly shocking you know like i my image of europe is so crystal clear you know like like i imagine everything's like super like progressive and like these fucked up attitudes are like something of like the far past you know like
0: well this guy is not european he's um he's from chile
1: yeah, but they uh, they let him get away with it, you know, like in the office. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But I think everyone's a bit afraid of him, so afraid, they kind yeah. of yeah because he's such he's almost like this like what is it like explosive? He has he definitely has an explosive personality, and I think actually what I noticed about Swiss people, maybe Swiss people, is that they don't really like confrontation. Yeah. So they see it and they're gonna pretend to ignore it. So this guy's basically the
1: king. He's like basically the king of the office now.
0: Yeah, like everyone is afraid of him, and especially yeah, it's interesting because all the management are dudes, uh, and they're all afraid of him. And he because he's always he kind of secures his job because he can he can get those numbers, you know. So yeah,
1: that's so shit though. Like it like Mm -hmm. is he like the kind of like. like is he like the kind of guy that if they fire he'd like come back and like shoot up the place or something
0: I don't think so but he definitely I feel like he because he's not like that he's not like a violent like he he's no he would not do that he's 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 more like all talk you know okay so he actually it's funny because he he used to work at my old company I never met him but we used to work for the same company apparently and I noticed that and ironically we also work across the street from the old company.
1: Jesus. And Do you see your old co-workers all the time. Like you're I walking actually by?
0: I I don't. I like I uh, just avoid everybody. Mm-hmm. But also I was working my office was in Lucerne and I'm working in Zurich now. But basically one thing I realized was so I think he got fired at his last job or he it ended badly. But he had lied to me and told me he was about to get like the VP of tech, you know, and God. later But then he turned it down, you know. Mm -hmm. But later when I was talking to other people, they're like, him? They're like, oh my god, he was like nobody, you know. And they're like, he's a guy who just complains that he wasn't invited to the meeting kind of thing. And then um, basically, he's, uh, he's trying to work with our old company, To kind of prove to his old bosses like, look guys, I've made it, you know? And I was like, oh my god, so you're the type of person who like, you can't let things go and you'll do something. Not like he won't go back and shoot up the place or whatever, but he'll go back and try to be like, look, look at me. Look at what I've done, blah, 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 you know, that kind of person. So
1: It's very interesting. Like, I I wonder what this guy's home life looks like. I wonder if I like went to his apartment, what would he be doing? Like, what does he have going on there? Like, he sounds kind of sad. He has a lot of kids. Uh, No, he has a lot uh, of kids. Okay, so he's yeah, not like he... some lonely, miserable fuck, like you know, with the punching bag. No, you
0: know. <laughs> no. So he actually, he has three kids. He just had a, a new kid, and I, I, I was like, at first, I was like, I feel bad for his family. I feel like he's he'd be this like the asshole dad, you know. But I mean, based on her, because now we he he loves his kids. You know, he's always talking about them. So I don't think he's as terrible of a dad as we hoped no. he would be. But um, or thank God, goodness he's not. But I feel like. Um, but his family, like, so he's, no, he's not a lonely, sad guy. He has his family and, but I don't think he has a lot of friends. So, yeah. I feel
1: like that kind of happens, though. Like, once you have kids and a family, like, the friend world kind of just, you know, kind of disappears, you know?
0: I think, because I actually know a lot of parents who they're like, I don't want to be known as just a dad. I haven't meeting this guy. He's like, I don't want to be known as... Just a dad, so he makes sure that he gets his social life and he has his kid is part of his life, very important, but he's also like still doing the same things he was doing before he had his kid, you know? And I really respect that because I feel like, yeah, your social life shouldn't end once you become a parent. And I think some people let that happen because, and I could definitely see someone like him letting that happen because maybe he didn't, I don't think he had a lot of friends. So he's like, well, now I have a family and they're forced to love me, you know? (laughs) Like, that's how I see it. And like, so, and I feel like that's a lot of, um, actually, it's one thing that, so I, before this podcast uh, today, I was listening to uh, the podcast with you and Vince, the crossover wow. one. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you guys talked about family a lot mm-hmm. and, or like being parents and stuff. And I felt like, yeah, that's like definitely, you know, I forgot what I was saying. But yeah, part of that. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know, it's like, shocks me though. Like, I feel like a lot of, like some of my friends and I don't, for some reason, a lot of my friends don't listen to this. Like my non, like people at work, I know they do, but like my friends, friends, they don't listen. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I could talk openly, I think. Yeah. Like a few of my friends, like one of my friends, we were like seeing each other every day. He got in a relationship. Now it's like he disappeared off the face of the planet and like another friend, the same thing happened to him. So it's like, I feel like as more of my friends get into relationships, it's like I, like you know, you see less and less of people. Like they just fall into this world of relationshipness, and they disappear. You know?
0: Yeah, I don't. And actually, I know a lot of people in relationships. Maybe like it's as I got older and the friends I chose to make. Like I don't think. Okay, if it's a new relationship, I get it. You know, but for me, even when I was when I was uh, started seeing Daniel and all that stuff, it was a big priority for me that I was like. This relationship is important to me, but my friendships are equally as important. So I don't ever want to just be gone because I'm in a relationship, you know. Because yeah. I value my pl- platonic friendships as much as I value like romantic relationships. And I've had people comment and saying like, "Yeah, even though you're in a relationship, you're always available." <laughs> and I don't know if that was a good or bad thing, but I I saw it as a good thing because I'm like, "Yeah, yeah why so. shouldn't I be?" You know, like um, we should still like I. Even me and Daniel, like we're very we have our own hobbies, we have our own stuff, you know, like we spend time together, but I think it's like I don't think it's healthy to just be one being, you know, because you're not no you're like two different people, you know, and so, yeah, for me, it's super important that I maintain you know my my life as it was before getting into relationship.
1: For sure. Yeah. Or like, you know, I mean, do you still enjoy like going out and like meeting people and like meeting new people? I know it's like friends are down to hang out in relationships. Like my friends who are, they're cool to hang out, but they just never want to like go out and like actually like meet people and do social things. You know, they don't want to go to a bar and sit down. It's like, ah, let's just sit in the apartment and do nothing. You know, let's like, smoke a joint. Oh,
0: that's interesting. Um, yeah, I'm always going out. I'm always going out. Um, I go out. So Daniel and I both have our own. Meetup groups I would go to every Thursday. Yeah. So he goes he does his thing and then I do my thing. And when I'm when I was working in Zurich, I was always hang like if someone wants to meet up for a drink and stuff. Like actually during the weekdays we don't see each other that we basically see each other right before bed, kind of thing. Because we're both doing our own stuff, you know? That's cool. Yeah, but I mean, for me personally, I was telling him this too, like, what I would like now is because we're, we're really good at doing the separate stuff, you know, but now it's like, I want to kind of do more stuff together, like something that's not at home, because whenever we do spend time, it's at home doing stuff. So it'd be nice to, like, go somewhere, you know, and that's actually, um, that's the next thing I would like for us to do.
1: But then, you know, you have to, I guess you have to wait for the like, the coronavirus thing the blow over exactly. before you go now out and actually like... do stuff. <laughs>
0: That's true, that's
1: true. How is it in Switzerland? Is it, like, all crazy and stuff?
0: So, apparently... So, yeah, so, last week, I think because I work in the food industry, so our boss was like, okay, we have to take it more seriously than other people. So, starting last week, everyone was... uh, We were doing home office. And then they were kind of saying, like, yeah, it should blow over by next week. You know, this is the peak week. That's what they were saying. Yeah. And then, based on the, like, just... This last weekend, so someone just messaged me, and he's like, "Yeah, two people from my old office have the virus." Wow, you know, yeah. So they're like, and now my old the old the, the his company they're like, "Okay, if you need to get anything, get it today. It's Sunday. They're like, get it today because you're you're not allowed to come into the office anymore." So I, I'm guessing I was like, "Oh shit!" It's actually. It's happening now, you know, like I think last week was like a pre-quarantine for like optional. And now people are taking it more seriously because they were saying that Switzerland is number five or number six on the list of like the fastest growing European countries. Yeah, I haven't been following. I follow the news a bit, but to be honest, it's it's really getting the paranoia is getting to me. So I'm trying to like not think so much about it. And I'm just like, okay, I'm just at home. That's fine. I'll stay at home, you know, and I'll just do my thing. And yeah.
1: But I mean, you so. still could go out if you want to, like go to the cinema or something. Is it open where you're at? They closed <sighs> it where I'm at.
0: Oh, shit. I haven't checked. Um, restaurants are open. So one thing is uh, the restaurants are posting that they're open, but they're only allowed 50 people in the restaurant. So if the, it goes beyond 50, then they offer takeaway which I thought was quite cool. Yeah, for uh, sure. So we actually went out yesterday uh, for, cause it was Daniel's birthday, so we went out for dinner and we went out for brunch at the same restaurant. And um, it wasn't full, it was maybe like 25 people. It was fine, you know? And um, But actually going to the grocery, I think going to the grocery store was the first time I was like, I sensed the pandemic part because we have a, a grocery store right next to where we live. And I've been yeah. going like, Twice this week to just get some groceries. Everything looked fine. Everything was the same. Like, it wasn't full of people. And this Saturday, we went and then we saw, like, sh- pasta gone. You know, pasta. all this stuff gone. I was like, oh shit. And, and then we were going to, we went to our store to get toilet paper because we actually need, we're running out. And then we're like, oh my God, all the toilet paper's gone. Like, it's happening here too, you know? And Why is like, toilet paper
1: fun? such a thing? I don't, this doesn't, I can't grasp so, this.
0: I don't get it either because it's like, Yes, even if you're quarantined in your house, it's not like you're going to poo, wait 10 times more. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just, just go to the store where you need more. So, I feel like I find the hoarding stuff completely ridiculous and really yeah. selfish and so stupid, you know? Like, what the heck? Um, yeah, I, didn't, I couldn't find... I was looking for hand sanitizer. Couldn't find it, you know? So, I was like, well, guess I can't sanitize my hands, you know? So... Um, how yeah. many
1: old people do you have in your life? Like, how many elderlies...
0: Um I personally don't have any here. Uh oh you mean like in my my personal life or No, in, like in, Switzerland? in your
1: in your like your everyday life in Switzerland.
0: Oh. I don't I mean I Lucerne actually has a lot of elderly people here. Yeah. I haven't really seen them. They're like around, I guess. Um But I don't think it's... Like, I've seen some stuff, like, just social media posts of people's encounters or experiences in the States. And I would say, like, where I'm at is, like, ten times less. Like, just not as bad. Yeah, for sure. You know? So, I I'm asking this
1: because, like, I don't have any old people in my life at the moment. So, like, I'm not worried about it. Because if I get it, like, I'm obviously going to live. Like, you'd live too. And, like, Daniel. And basically anyone anyone in everyone in my life who gets it would live because i just don't know any old people anymore it's kind of a beautiful thing i guess
0: (laughs) i don't know (laughs) i don't know any um i mean the whole point now it's about like preventing the spread uh so yeah it's less about like me get yeah because exactly if i got it i'd be fine you know and it's also like limiting the hospital visits so if you quarantine yourself then you you know you don't take up space in the hospital uh yeah so but on a daily basis i don't encounter old people i don't encounter yeah i don't but also i haven't i really haven't been going outside like i think saturday was the first time i was outside for more than 10 minutes
1: yeah
0: and also i got really overwhelmed just being outside because i haven't been outside in a while um and actually the grocery store again was like the first time i was with a bunch of people people were coughing and i would get nervous you know and stuff like that and but then yeah whatever
1: how many cases do you guys have, like, uh, in general?
0: Um, so, in Switzerland, I think it's 800 now, right? Yeah, and then um, in Lucerne, the last I checked, it was five.
1: Wow. So, so, it's, like, nothing. not
0: that bad.
1: Do you feel but, like, um,
0: here's what I yeah. feel,
1: like, personally here, which uh, I guess it's not as relevant, but, like, I feel like it's gotten, like, the, I feel like the racism thing really, like, died down a bit. In at least in Israel,
0: I guess. Yeah, I definitely. I mean, knock on wood, I did not experience oh, again because I wasn't outside. I didn't experience anything firsthand. Yeah. But I think once Italy became the highest carrier, and then it's right next to Switzerland. It's. Yeah. I feel like, what are you gonna like start boycotting pasta? You know, like no one's gonna do that. So I feel like it kind of put things into reality that okay, it's not just like Asians. It's not Asians anymore. You know, it's everybody. Yeah. Um. I, I still read stuff in the news though, especially in the U- in New York for some reason, New
1: York, wow. With
0: New York, a lot of anti-Asian, but there, it's always been happening in New York. I've seen a lot of posts about it, like before this virus, just in general. So I feel really? like in New York, it seems like they're just a bunch of racists towards Asians and, and San Francisco as well.
1: Holy shit. I would have never expected out of New York. Like it's like yeah. a, it's a fucking diverse as shit. Like so diverse.
0: Yeah, I've seen, Um, I've heard a lot of stories. I've seen, did I have something happen to, no, 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 not in New York. But um, I think even though it's very diverse, but it's not like LA, right? Where LA no. is like the, like Asian Amer. it's like Asian America, like there. Yeah, so, for
1: sure.
0: Whereas like you're more of the population, so you wouldn't get that. But I think New York is just, it's, a, it's definitely more of a, a melting pot of sorts where you have more people like ethnicities and stuff but i wouldn't say like there's one really dominant group so that's why like they're saying and my sister was telling me too like everywhere like a lot of the chinese businesses chinese-owned businesses are really suffering right now because yeah, people refuse to order from you know chinese restaurants and stuff so
1: yeah, yeah. my good friend tommaso in italy you know him uh-huh. yes Yeah. (laughs) You guys never met, but, like, you know him. You know Tommaso. Yes, Um, I do. Wow. He said, like, it happened, like, a few times that, like, people were actually got beat, you know? Like, like (gasps) some of the Chinese community, like, the Italians actually, like, jumped them, you know?
0: What the fuck? Yeah, I kind of... Actually, in in Italy... I was in Milan for literally... I had one hour to myself in Milan, Mm -hmm. and I had, like, some weird racist stuff happen to me in that hour... So I was already like, "Ooh, I bet they're pretty racist towards Asians here." I, it was just one hour I had here, you know. So, like what happened?
1: Like what? Well, happened?
0: basically, I was walking through. I was I was going to a cat cafe, and mm-hmm. it was like noon, like just afternoon, you know. I, normally I feel pretty safe anywhere, and I was walking to this area that I was like, "Oh, this is probably where I'll like it's like this not it's like the red light district or something." And then I remember there was a guy. He was I think he was homeless. He said some stuff. I ignored him. You know, I don't know what he said, but then the, when I was walking back from the cat cafe, and this old man walked by me, and there was no one else on the street, so he definitely this was definitely for me. He started making what I would I could only describe as ninja noises,
1: like "haya," hey, yeah. like and he
0: hey. was like, yeah, he was just like like I was like what the fuck like
1: and I was like fucking weird yeah
0: and I was just like okay like that was just weird yeah exactly um and so for me like it I haven't experienced a lot of that stuff here in Switzerland and stuff so to experience that in the one free hour I had in Milan I was already like okay I got a taste of (laughs) like the vibe so unfortunately actually I'm not surprised I also I read that France when France when it was happening, a lot of Asians were also, like, assaulted in France as well. And I know Shit. there was a, there's a lot of anti-Asian kind of, you know, what is it, racism there as well. So I wasn't surprised that it happened. So, yeah.
1: Like, here's a, I've been to Italy a couple times. And mm-hmm. from what I gathered, yeah, I think it's one of the, the more rude countries that I've been to where, like, people weren't so nice to me. Like, you know, like, I went to, like, mm-hmm. there's countries where I suspected people would be, like, a dick to me. Like Russia, and they were just so fucking nice over there. They were, like, huh. so nice to me. But in Italy, mm-hmm. they were, like, nobody was super nice to me at all. Like, you know, like, I had my friend Tommaso with me, like, on a second time. So I guess, like, that helped. But, like, I don't know. I guess they don't like, they don't like foreigners there or something, you know?
0: Yeah, I feel like I so okay, so the time I was there, I was actually there for roller derby. So the first night didn't really count because I wasn't really interacting in the city.
1: Yeah. And then
0: I asked some of the the, the local Italians from the team to take me out for dinner and then that was fine, you know, they were very friendly for, towards me and I was with local Italians, so I felt a bit safe <laughs> and protected. Yeah. And then um just my experience by myself in that one hour, I was like, that wasn't very pleasant. And I remember just thinking to myself, if I ever come back, I would like to meet up with a local friend
1: yeah. or
0: not go by myself. I just wouldn't go by myself, like, to Italy. Like, it's, like there's certain countries I like to travel alone, um, but this, certain places I'm just like, eh, I feel a little bit safer if I was with a friend, you know, so.
1: Like, what's a country you'd go to, like, alone, like uh
0: um, well, I go to I usually go to London every year because I do have friends there and I stay with them. Yeah. Uh, but I'm since I'm visiting them randomly, they're usually at work, so I spend most of my time there alone, and that I'm a hundred percent like fine with, you know, because it's just a it's just a big city for me, and I can speak the language, you know, and I can find stuff, so it's fine. Um. Yeah, I mean that's the only place I've been to so far. I probably. I don't know. I don't think I would go to Eastern Europe alone. I don't think I would. Um I can cause understand. I, yeah, because I feel like being Asian, like it really, it's different experience going to places alone. I would go to like Berlin alone probably. Even though I did read about two attacks to Asian people there, If I would do, I would go to Berlin or places in Germany. I'd probably go alone. But
1: here's the thing about yeah. Eastern Europe, though. Like, uh, in Russia, like, I think, like, there's a whole region where everyone, um, everyone looks Asian, you know? Like, I was talking to my Russian friends about it, and, like, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I think, like, like, you wouldn't be, like, so, like, uh, I don't think they're racist against Asian people in Russia. I'm not sure, though.
0: I've I've heard the exact opposite, but I also think, like, maybe, because I've had Asian coworkers go to Russia, and two different people, both women... And yeah. they both had not very, they had bad experiences and they were like, I would never go there by myself again, you know, cause I had to go for work Yeah, um, and they had really bad experiences. So from that, I was like, Ooh, okay. Uh, I do. I feel like, yeah, I, I've seen pictures cause it's like, r- there's parts of Russia It's like right attached to like China or something. Right. So yeah, yeah. that is understandable. Um, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, there's certain, yeah, just certain places where I I'm go to Spain by myself. Yeah, <laughs> maybe you know.
1: Wow, I would I, don't love, know. I would love to. Um, let me see. There's a, there's some countries I would love to go to. They are like um, I wanted my brother. He's he's told me about Mongolia, which sounds really oh, amazing. Oh yeah. Like fuck, like it's just so far away now. You know, like. Like, I feel like he's really got the access to a lot of great countries over there yeah. <laughs> on that side of the world. I have Europe, but I feel like Europe's not as exciting as, uh, like, Asia over there, you know?
0: I think Europe is still super exciting. It's just, like, but I de- I feel like Asia has this, like, I don't know, this, like, flair to it. And I do feel, I miss Asia so much. I miss the food. I miss the people. Because uh, um, I also don't know when I'll next be in the region and stuff but um yeah
1: god like my you know vincent vince he just tells me like all these great stories of like you know he's been like taiwan japan and all. i just like fuck like like you know like I, like i'm stuck going to like russia and finland which aren't bad they're cool but like it's, <laughs> it's like, not the same you know like i used to live in i used to live in thailand and like like you know it was like an adventure you know like there's just so much going on like you know like big posters okay. and neon lights and yeah. all this shit you know
0: yeah I see that I I feel like in Asia yes it's very like like a night in Hong Kong sometimes you're like I'd be like I don't know I'd go out with friends and then you'd come back or you'd end up in a place where you're like what the fuck where am I you know and I mean maybe you could have that here but I feel like in Europe it's more it's like slower
1: it's I, everything's like so like I feel like in Europe and, like, of course, my my opinions don't mean that much because I've, I've just visited and never lived anywhere in there. But I feel like everything's, like, a little too organized and a little too by the book, you know? Like, there's not a lot of, like, craziness going on hardly. And even if it is craziness, it's kind of like an organized kind of craziness, you know?
0: Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I could definitely see that here. <laughs> I haven't been to enough of Europe to, I feel like, really no i i think so. i get that i do get that yeah
1: like i was in london organized chaos and like mm-hmm. um i remember like we i was waiting at the bus stop and like you know the doors open and i just like kind of went in and somebody's like young man there's a line to, you have to wait in the line i was like what the fuck <laughs> you know because if over here in asia in israel well israel is in asia technically it's like you know uh-huh. if the bus doors open you just kind of like push into push into the bus you know like you just uh-huh. kind of like push through the crowds like, in Europe, it's like there's no
0: pushing, you know? There's no, Oh, just... yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. here, if you get on the train, and it's funny. Actually, okay, interestingly enough, um, Swiss people, you think that they're super rule-abiding, which they are. But the one thing I learned is they don't understand... It's not like they don't understand queuing. They kind of don't care. So if you're standing in a line, like, the main line is respected. But yeah. once you get to that gray area where it's, like, you and another person right in the counter... Then you have to, if you hesitate, someone will just take over you, even if they came later. And it's usually the old people who do it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's when you're like, oh, okay, they don't really respect that part of the line. So, therefore, I will, I've will. i learned to just be aggressive at that at that phase. Even if they're an old person, doesn't matter. You have to just cut in. And um, in the train as well, like, if you enter the train before everyone has exited the train, you yeah. do get a, a dirty look or two. Um, wow. They don't like that.
1: They'll never say anything, though. Just a dirty look.
0: Yeah. So yeah. So people, I think that's the one good thing. Like they'll never, they'll never like say anything to you. I think some people will, but it's rarely happens. And I'm glad. I mean, I haven't really done anything, so no one said anything to me. But I'm also glad because I wouldn't understand what they're saying. So. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like, is there like a seedy underworld in like uh, Lucerne? Like, like is there like an underground like thing? Like you know, like like kind of like fetishy dominatrix parties or like is there like a mafia or something like that going on? Like I just imagine it's so squeaky clean, you know?
0: So I didn't know if there was, but then I have a friend who she's super into that stuff and she's like, there's a party this weekend. So yes, there are. (laughs) I just don't know about them. Um, And they, yeah. So I I think there is, it's just,
1: you have to be in
0: the scene to to know and be part of the, I think it feels like there's a network that like a group she's in or something. And they, I don't know, have a WhatsApp group or something and they post these things. But um, yeah, definitely. But for my lifestyle and stuff, no.
1: (laughs) Is there like any crime over there? Like, is there any like kind of like, uh, like what, what is like, how is what is there like an edgy, like bit of the city, you know?
0: um so one thing which i don't agree with so when i moved here everyone was like oh you could live everywhere in lucerne everywhere in lucerne is safe except for the ghetto part and i was like there's like there's i was like what ghetto part you know because really there's no ghetto part anywhere in switzerland but anyway wow. so they showed me the quote ghetto part and it's basically where just all the the non-white people live um
1: but it probably still looks really nice probably right
0: like, um, it's less. It's like less nice, but I feel like compared to you know, where we've lived, it's still. It's like it's nice. It's fine. You know, <laughs> like yeah. But yeah, compared to yeah, you know, the middle of town or like where I live, it's seedier. But it's not like it's not LA city. It's not Hong Kong city. It's not you know big city city at all. It's fine.
1: Does it look nicer yeah. than like Almonte or like? Like uh, like San Gabriel Valley, you know? Does it look nicer than that?
0: Uh, I would say it's so different. Like, I think... I feel like LA, the LA landscape is nothing I've seen because it's so vast and it's so just sprawly. And yeah. here it's not. It's like, it's just apartment complexes. No one lives in the house, you know? I mean, there are some houses, but you have to be pretty rich. So everyone lives in the apartment buildings and then you have shops on the bottom of the, you know, first floor. So... Yeah, it doesn't, and when I say seedy, it's just, it's just, the buildings are less uh, decorated in a way. Like, they're just kind of typical apartment buildings, a bit bland, you know, so it's not, yeah. that's what I mean, but it's not, it's not seedy. Yeah. yeah. I, although people have said that there were, there were stabbings and stuff, so there's still stuff that happens, Um, but.
1: If you compare um, it to like San Gabriel yeah. Valley though, like, a stabbing just sounds like a, you know, it's like a bad day in like high school. <laughs> you know? like, God, so I got stabbed, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah,
0: like, I yeah it's always... not often, um, yeah, like we have so oh, I guess the one thing that no one really knows about Switzerland is so there's no homeless um but there are a lot of druggies, mm-hmm. so the thing about Switzerland is, um, I don't know what year it was, but basically, there's a lot of heroin addicts, a lot of people yeah. are addicted to heroin, and um. Oh, sorry. By the way, there's like a weird sound coming in. I think it's from your microphone.
1: I don't think it'll come out in the microphone though, right?
0: Okay. Like, it's just like recording. I can't hear. Because I, I, I hear it sometimes so too,
1: but Hold I on. just catch on after a while.
0: <laughs> Every time you talk, it stops. Well, okay. When you don't stop. But anyways, um, the one thing they don't talk about is that, yeah, there's a so So, yeah, the 70s or something, like there were a bunch of heroin addicts. And they decided to ban heroin, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then the druggies got real upset. So they started to, like, cause some havoc in the city. So the city was like, all right, let's keep the peace. Let's get them addicted on methadone. Oh, so God. So now everyone is fucking high on methadone. Every drug you see here, they are high on methadone. And they get it for free at the drug bank. Actually, when you go to the public toilets, you can. they have... Uh, trash cans just for needle, needles to be disposed.
1: That's, like, really fucking stupid. They should have just let them be angry for a while. Eventually, no, they, they would were, have got over.
0: No, they were like, no, 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 no. We don't want them to destroy the city, so let's just get them, like, high as fuck. Like, so they're just like, yeah. So that's a... Actually, so now when you say, that, is there anything seedy? I would consider that pretty seedy. It's like, oh, wow, rather than fix the problem, you're just like, let's just pacify the people because it's more important to, like maintain the outlook you know um so you do have uh so you don't have um homeless people you have drug addicts and i think this is the first time i've ever seen uh because where i was from i didn't i never saw like heroin addicts yeah and this is the first time i've seen like people who are addicted to heroin and they get on the bus and you see how they look and you see like they're like the you know the the marks in their arms and stuff so i was a bit like oh shit this is like this is just, like, happening, you know, and yeah.
1: Are, are they, like, slumping over on the bus seat or something, like, just falling asleep, like, nodding out and all that it's, shit?
0: No, they're, like, accepted as part of society. Like, people are just like, oh, whatever, Wow. You know? Like, they That's... just accept, and then there's this one place they all hang out, like, right by the bus station, and yeah, the cops are around there to kind of, like, keep them in control, like, keep things, not even control them, but just... Make sure things don't go out of line. And there are people... There, so, there are a lot of drunks. I think there are a lot of alcoholics. Because mm-hmm. you'll see a lot of people, especially just mostly men, like, 9 in the morning, drunk with a can of beer or whatever. So, there's a lot of alcoholics. There's a lot of drug addicts. And I think this is not just in Lucerne. It's also, like, Zurich and stuff. So, yeah.
1: Wow. Over here, yeah. the big drug the, like, that, like, all the druggies are on is, like, Spice. Do you know what this is? Like, synthetic marijuana. Mm. It's like what a, is that? it's like these like I guess it's like marijuana leaves or something, and they spray it with chemicals. It's also a drug that's like taking over like Manchester in England. And they just smoke it like this. It looks like weed. It smells like chemicals though, and they're just like all fucked up all the time. And like they're in my, my old neighborhood where I used to live, it's full of them. They're just walking down mm, the wow. sidewalks, all shitty. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean it's terrible. For all I know, they could be addicted to this, but I kind of doubt it. I feel like in Switzerland, it's like they're getting this like methadone for free, you know? And I know in Zurich they say there's a lot of cocaine. Like apparently one of the the rivers in Zurich has the highest like cocaine amount or something. Fuck. Per whatever. Um because there's a lot of banks in um Zurich, so yeah. there's a lot of cocaine. Um people sell weed. I think it's really strange because it's weird, because you'll see a lot of weed shops, but they don't, they, they're do not they allowed to sell them because there's no THC, but then people still sell weed, and then weed is technically illegal, but you smell it everywhere, and no one cares, like, cops don't care. So this that's why I, I'm always confused about, like, the drug laws in Switzerland, because they're like, no, weed is illegal, but you smell it everywhere, so you're like, okay, I guess it's not that illegal, like, I don't know, and you can kind of get it, but kind of not get it, you know, so it's just like, yeah...
1: So, do you think if you wanted to be a methadone addict, you could just, like, you know, like, rip up your t-shirt and look tired and, like, walk in one day and just, like, get some free methadone and, and just, like, you know, if you wanted to go down this path of drug I
0: feel like, I almost feel like, so, I think the people who are, are going to this drug bank and stuff, they're, like, well-known in the community. So, basically, there was this guy... So I I would say he was, on. none of these people, I don't think these people are homeless because you don't see them sleeping on the streets. They have a place to live and stuff. Uh, But people called him Blanket Jesus because he was just, he just had this blanket over him and he was just walking around barefoot everywhere and he would ask people for money. And people actually, they would give him money. They would talk to him. Like he was just like part of the community, you know? Yeah. And then when he died, there was a, first of all, and he, they first off, wrote wait about it in the newspaper, like when he front died. page or something. And then they put up a memorial for him. Like people put up a memorial for him for like um it was up there for like weeks, you know. So but I think these are people who have been addicted for a really long time. And yeah, but you do you see young people. I don't know.
1: But about blanket yeah, Jesus maybe. Huh? About blanket Jesus. He didn't come back Ooh. after three days? No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just, he wasn't like a prophet. He just died. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um. <laughs> you know what? They have this wonderful system, which I don't think it's wonderful, but like it's... ah. I don't know. Like, I kind of feel like it's wonderful because I really don't like homeless people. You know, being mm-hmm. like, a grow, like growing up hanging around L.A., you're, there's just homeless people everywhere. And they're all begging for change. And you end up like kind of resenting them on a level. I don't know. Do you ever hang around like a downtown back in the day when you lived in California?
0: Um, I didn't hang out there, but I was there. <laughs> so I understand. But, but like I don't dislike homeless people because I feel like... Uh The system the s- was against them Like most of them Again are drug addicts And Or schizophrenic
1: Yeah Completely and agree with Because you, though. they were
0: displaced They didn't have a place to You know There's no There's nothing that could help them Or like you know Whatever So they were They ended up on the streets Yeah They're like and, a,
1: they're, they're definitely a product Of our shitty system But it's yeah, still like mm-hmm. Annoying to like See them And like, get like Begged for change All the time Like you get tired mm-hmm. of this Like even if it's not their fault but, yeah. Um,
0: yeah, Yeah Yeah I get that
1: In Treviso in Italy, where my friend Tommaso's from, like mm-hmm. uh, when they see homeless people in the city, the cop actually, the cops actually j- get the homeless person, put him in a car, and then drive him to the edge of the city and just drop him off.
0: Oh my god! <laughs> awful, yeah, this
1: though. is like a thing that they do over there.
0: <laughs> They're like, get out, and see.
1: How sad is that? How shitty. <laughs> they
0: should just build like a, they should just build like I don't know, like a, a house. Outside the city. They just could hang out there. Like, stay uh, there, you know? Like, oh, my God. that's so
1: awful. I think, like, the, the homeless situation, though, like, in L.A., that's what really made me want to leave America. Because, like, I feel like that's, like, a, you know, like, just seeing them everywhere, seeing how sad it is, the mentally ill ones especially. Like, that's mm-hmm. just, like, a... That really just shows you, like, the, our system doesn't really care about us at the end of the day. Like, they're nope. totally yes. willing just to let us die.
0: hundred percent. Yeah, like, I think um, the last time I was in L.A., it just... Every year, it just feels like it's become, like, tent city, right? Like, everyone's yeah. just living out there. And I think when... I forgot when... Um, was it 2009 or 10 or whatever? Basically, when everything crashed. And, yeah. then ba- and pretty much... Just people who wouldn't have ended up homeless, ended up homeless, you know? And a lot of people were living from their cars, like, and you're just, like, that's when you're, like, oh, my God, like, everyone is almost one paycheck away from poverty. That's, like, how bad it is.
1: Yeah, sure. And I
0: think in most societies, like, they've gotten it where, like, especially here, I feel, like, you're not like that. Like, they would, there's so much resources out there like they have so basically if you've been unemployed you could apply for government like a stipend you know and it's i mean it's enough to pay your rent kind of thing and enough to get you food and stuff and then they also have things where you know community service all that stuff so they'll and that's why i feel like the the druggies here they're not homeless like they are druggies they're drug addicts but i think they have a place to live you know so it's like there's like a halfway house all that stuff so i feel like most places, they kind of keep you from getting to that level. Whereas in America, that's why everyone, like, when people talk about America, they're like, oh my God, it's like this, they see it as this, like, it's like Disneyland, you know? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, in a way it is. But then you don't see that there's so much shit that's like just kind of left behind and not being cleaned up, you know? Like, it's just like things, it's just because everyone's just so fixated on all the sparkly things. And stuff like, like, think that.
1: about the mass chaos. Like, yeah. okay, so right now in Israel, like,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: yes, just yesterday they announced that all the restaurants are going to be closed down, all the bars, all the kiosk, movie theaters, basically anything that's, like, not essential besides supermarkets and the banks. Mm-hmm. Um, they just announced all this is going to be shut down, like, indefinitely, probably about, like, five weeks. What if oh, that wow. happened? What if, like, yeah, a lot of people are going to be out of work. They're losing their jobs. Yeah. Like, they, like, you know, a lot of people are fucked. But like, uh-huh. you know, I assume most of them have like parents or the government will take care of them or something. What if that happened in America? What if that happened in California? How many mm-hmm. people, how much how much bigger would Skid Row get, you know?
0: Yeah. Like Oh holy my god, that's shit. so sad. Yeah. 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 Like, I feel like um here, I don't know about the like already cuz if you think about it here the minimum wage, so that's a whole thing, right? Minimum wage is supposed to be enough for you to just live but in america what is the minimum wage like 10 Shit. bucks an hour or whatever like, like 9 not enough or something to, yeah. i don't know like yeah find a place to live you'd have to live at home forever you know whereas here it's like minimum wage i remember that's why people were shocked like oh my god minimum wage here is so high but it's like yeah it's enough for you to be able to survive and not be homeless you know like you will never be homeless here there's no homelessness yeah. like maybe there is somewhere but i don't know but from what i've seen you know you're kind of taken care of and yeah like there's just that like i think when you start to live in other countries you, you start to see like what america gets wrong you know and how behind they are in a lot of things um yeah
1: it's uh it's it's um yeah it's like depressing to think about like i was really depressed living there that last year mm-hmm. that i was there you know it's like all the i think it's like you know now i live in like a socialist country and i feel much better about myself much more secure
0: yeah i was surprised i thought for some reason i thought switzerland was like a socialist country but i looked it up and they're they're called it's a special term they're like uh, demit what is it no not they're like uh i forgot what they're called but they're not it's a democracy but i think the way their government works is they really like actually know a lot of friends who are in the government Mm -hmm. and they're just like random people like you could just like, I mean, I can't run for government, Government, but if you're, like, a citizen, you can just be like, I'm going to run for government, and you'll probably get in, you know? So, and they make sure, so how the Swiss government works is that every party is represented equally. Mm-hmm. So, there's, like, seven parties, so they're all in the government, you know? Where And it's, it's super, it's, like, more, dem- so America claims to be a democracy, but I feel like Switzerland is, like, a true democracy. Like, it's super, yeah, so every part gets represented, you know, and... It works that and that's why I thought it was a socialist country because everything kinda works, you know? But um yeah. it isn't. But yeah.
1: I mean even the juggies are having a good time. They get their free drugs, yeah. unlimited supply, everything is working.
0: <laughs> yeah, like wow. everything is, is fine.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like what? Wow, sounds like a beautiful world out there. You know, like it's nice yeah. here in Israel, but over there it sounds beautiful, and I think the weather's better. Yeah, I don't think you guys have like really hot summers or humidity, right?
0: We usually don't, but last summer was so hot. Like I remember, it got up to thirty something degrees, and Lower I remember one 30s. day walking out and being like, "I feel like I'm in Hong Kong," you know. But everyone is saying it's super rare, but they notice because of global warming. Like every yeah. summer gets hotter and hotter. And this winter... This year, we didn't have a winter. Normally, we have a winter. It snows, all that stuff. We didn't have winter. There was no snow. Um, so, I kind of foresee a very hot summer, which I'm not looking forward to because... So, the thing is, Switzerland, they're prepared for winter, but they're not prepared for summer. So, there's so no, no air conditioning anywhere. Oh,
1: oh, it sounds terrible.
0: Yeah. So, it's great. But in the summer, it's pretty awful. I think this might be the summer where I will have to buy like, a portable air conditioning thing because we have a fan and does not do enough.
1: <laughs> How cold so. does it get there, though? Like, like over here, the coldest it got was, like, maybe, like, 9 degrees.
0: Oh, it gets colder. It gets about, um, in winter. I think the coldest it got this winter. It does get into the negatives. Okay. Uh, but it was basically just, like, an, like, warm enough that it didn't snow, but it got pretty cold. It was, like, negative...
1: Like, you Four, couldn't wear a t-shirt. Coldest. It wasn't, like, t-shirt weather, though. Oh, no, no, no.
0: Like, even oh. now, it's not t-shirt weather. Um, today was so warm. It was, like... I was inside, but it was beautiful, sunny day. I think it was 19 degrees.
1: That's beautiful. So, That's perfect.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be really nice weather th- the coming weeks.
1: Well, we've been going for one hour. You want to, like... Uh, yeah. Anyway, this was the Them Dad in This podcast. And um, if you want to reach me through email, you can contact me at this them, that, and this at gmail dot com. And if you want to reach Paige, you could reach her at what's your email? Uh
0: you could follow me on Twitter. It is Paige the Sage. Yeah.
1: And uh, she's on the Mutually Awkward podcast. Yeah. Which, yeah, I was a I was gonna ask you to like give them the Mutually Awkward email, but like it's cool. <laughs> like um. Anyway. Oh, you
0: could. But you can follow us on, or find us at Mutually Awkward on Twitter, because that's a new, our new Twitter account, so.
1: Awesome. Anyway, it was yeah. a good time, and you're welcome back whenever. Peace.
0: Thank you. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. Office drone, don't be
1: afraid. Nothing will change till the end
0: of time. Office drone, don't be afraid. Nothing will change till the end of